Good morning. If you'd like to uh, come take your seats and we'll begin our service. It's just lovely that we can all meet here this morning. And um, it was quite weird, just a half an hour ago, whatever, when I was uh, driving to church, I put on the radio and a song came up and straight away the, the lyric was, you'll never be denied everlasting love. Some of you might know that song, but I was just thinking, thank you, Lord. Thank you, because none of us here this morning will be denied the everlasting love of Jesus. And I thought that was just so, so nice. That's why we're here today, so that we can come and worship and praise and listen to God. And uh, yeah, that's why we're here this morning. So a little bit different this morning. We will be reading from the word. We will be having worship songs. We won't have a sermon as such. We're going to use the time, uh, that as a time of prayer. And hopefully some of you um, will have uh, been thinking about, is there anything I can share with my church family uh, of what God has said or done during the month of prayer? Uh, It doesn't have to be just about September. It might be, we had our last um, testimony service, there might have been somebody here who thought, oh, I wish, I'd, I wish I'd said something then. Uh, well, today's your opportunity. So we're going to have three slots during the service where I'm going to invite three people that I know would like to come and speak. And um, is there anybody else that would like to come and say something this morning? Don't have to. But if you think it's at some time, perhaps towards the end, the last session, if you think, actually, yeah, I will say something. You don't have to come up here. I'll come down with the mic. That's absolutely fine. Um, I wonder, could somebody, before the uh, Young People's Church starts, Dot Church, could you ask, somebody go and ask Lorraine and the young people just to come in very quickly. Could you do that for me, somebody? Thank you. It's a very special day for Lorraine today. So, before they got, before they got started, we just thought it'd be lovely if they could come in, if she could come in. Andy, while we're waiting, could you come and tell people about next week's service, please? Uh, Next week, it is our harvest service. It's a little late because we had originally planned to do something with stepping stones, um, but they are not able to do that with us this time. So that's why it's a bit late. Um, But we are going to do harvest next week. And so um, just a reminder to bring uh, non-perishable foods. um, And we're going to distribute those foods to places in the village. So, uh, yeah, it should be nice. And I'm trying to think who's speaking next week. (laughs) I can't think who's speaking next week. Who's speaking next week? Hello. Oh, just as harvest. Oh. Any idea? It'll anyway. be a surprise speaker next <laughs> week. Surprise speaker. Yeah. I think actually, I think it's Peter Ke- Peter Carriage. Peter Carriage is speaking next week. Yes. So come along and hear him. Oh, well remembered. Thank you. Okay, Lorraine, would you like to come up to the front? Come on down. <laughs> hey. So today. <laughs> come on is a very special day. Now, I remember back in the day when we used to have the young people come up the front when it was their birthday during the month, but it's actually Lorraine's birthday today. Lorraine, and I'm... Come and speak to the microphone. Today, why, why is it a special birthday, Lorraine? 
because it has an O on it. Oh. I don't know why O's are so important. <laughs> and have you, or are you going to have a party? <laughs> yes, I am. It's actually um, in, at the beginning of November, it's Stephanie, my younger sister's birthday, who's 10 years younger than me, so we're having a 50 and 60 oh, birthday. Oh, how lovely. And her daughter is looking forward to making a, ta a cake with 110 on it. <laughs> In huge letters, oh, I imagine. Wonderful. So, yeah, looking wonderful. forward to that. So, we, everybody here, we wish you a really, really happy birthday for today. Thank you. And we're going to pray for you now. We're thank you. Pray for thank you. you. So, Father God, we thank you so much for our lovely friend and sister, Lorraine. And thank you for all the blessings that she pours out to us. Thank you for the gifts that you give her. And I'm sure that I can speak on behalf of the young people, even though I'm the same age as you, Lorraine, <laughs> <laughs> that they are so thankful, so grateful that you um, are there, that you, that you minister to them, that you pastor to them, and that you're, you're their friend. So for, for today and for the rest of the year, Lorraine, be blessed and be a blessing. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> can I just add that 30 years ago, was when I first came to this church because we were having um, lunch with my mum and, uh, and that was when I was first started to be captured by Jesus which is around the same time that you were mm. I believe Lynn too mm. so effectively it's, it's half my life I've, wow. I've seen this place as, as um, my home and my family so thank you and thank you mum oh. <laughs> happy we wish you a happy birthday, there is no one else like you, even made the world, he had your life in view, so we pray that he will bless you all through the On Friday, I believe that we had somebody else here that had a very special birthday, Pat. <laughs> so we wish you a very happy birthday for Friday and for then and for the coming year as well. Okay, that's lovely. Okay, right. Let's just start with a few verses from Scripture from Psalm 81. Sing for joy to God, our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Begin the music, strike the tambourine, play the melodious harp and lyre. Sound the ram's horn at the new moon. And when the moon is full on the day of our feast, this is a decree for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. When God went out against Egypt, he established it as a statute for Joseph. So we, I don't think we've got a tambourine or a harp or a lyre, but we do have a keyboard, we do have a guitar, and we have some fantastic singers as well as yourselves. So let's stand and sing our first worship song, Christ is My Reward. Christ 
Christ is my reward and all of my devotion. And there's nothing in this world that could ever satisfy. Through every trial, my soul will sing no turning back. I've been set free.
please take a seat. So as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, um, we're going to have some sessions throughout the service where people um, have been invited or invited themselves to come up and speak to us. So Christine Salgrove, we've got two Christines today, so Christine Salgrove. Thank you. I haven't prepared anything but I felt really felt really passionate to actually share. Um, and I found that this month of prayer, I mean, I'm not the most devout of prayers, but I'm feeling in my heart more and more that there is a real passion and a real need to pray. Pray for our church, pray for ourselves. And um, I did use prayer stations over, over the month. And I had um, three clear pictures. 
um, do with them what you want, but I just really felt that God was talking to me. And I feel that I am more receptive to God now. Um, I'm a lot more aware, and I'm be learning to be a lot more disciplined to actually do what he tells me to do. And I know it's difficult for lots of us because you've got to step out your comfort zone. But I'm trying to be a yes person, not a no person. And I think we need a lot of positivity in our church. And we all need to be yes people. So the three pictures I had, the first one was a clear picture of a snake. And it was discarding its skin. And um, I I believe that we, as a church, with all that's gone on in the last six, six months to a year... We need to shed what is old and, and embrace what God's asking us to do, accept the new, and, and move forward and not dwell in the past. I just, it was a discarding. It, it was a discarding of the skin. The second picture I had, I, had, I was over at this prayer station here, and I really felt God was saying to me, we need to, we need to really love each other. We need to pray. Not, uh, you know, obviously just pray, but um, when we've done months of prayers it's been praying in triplets or you know but he was sending me a clear picture saying no just pray for somebody in the church not not your mate not somebody you know well just there are people in this church that I don't know particularly well they don't know me particularly well it's just sort of like take a name out of a hat and be be devoted and pray for that person and it's not a pair it would be you take um you know, I'll pray for Mies, Mies will pay for, for Carrie, you know, we're all praying for different people, we're not playing as a pair, and I just really felt that God was saying, we've got to pray for each other, and we've got to build each other up. And then the last, um, the last one was when I was taking all of the um, press stations down, I, I left this one um, um, just for today, but it was a real over, overwhelming sense of love one another. I really, God really wants us to love one another, to overcome and love one another. And I, and, um, I think maybe um, Lorraine was just saying to me that the church leadership team wanted to try and have a, a, a prayer station which is permanent here. Because sometimes you know, the ambience and the, the, the whole feeling of the prayer stations, it was very disruptive because of the, this church is used as, as a the sanctuary is used in different parts of the week and it was all very disruptive but if we can have one prayer station and I really feel that next month we should be centering on praying just love one another <laughs> you know and it's just you know it's just what you had your 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 a message this morning and what Peter's just created here you know abide in love that's that's the only writing of, of so that's what I got out of the prayer really and, and it's just love, really, isn't it? <laughs> so I just wanted to share that. <laughs> thank you. And we have, um, we would like to thank you as well, Christine, because you were, you were gifted with providing the prayer stations for us. And God gave you the time to do that. I mean, sometimes, you know, you were saying that you're not a very, you're not very devout. I don't believe that. You, <laughs> you provided that as well to help other people, you know, as a resource for, for us to use. So thank you so much for, for, for that. And I'm sure um, everybody, whether they'll speak about it today or not, those that came will have uh, heard from God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Right, we're going to stand and sing another song now. We're going to sing There Is a Higher Throne. So let's stand and sing. <laughs>
words. Please be seated. So Christine North, I'm going to invite Christine to come and speak with us. Morning Christine. Morning. I don't propose to share things that have gone on in my life. I've done that in the past. But I felt it was right to talk about what the Lord's done since I got sick. Some of you know bits of it, so forgive me where I'm repeating myself. As you know, I developed end-stage kidney failure and right-sided heart failure, and I started dialysis nearly four years ago. It's quite a challenge, dialysis, quite a demand on your life. Shortly after starting, I developed septicemia and was very, very ill. In the past, I've been given challenges, challenges of faith, things that I alone couldn't do. And when I've faced them, the Lord has brought me through. But I've got to say, in the middle of that septicemia, my faith went out the window. 
the consultant told me in no uncertain terms that I might not survive. And I have to say, I panicked. Okay, I was a long way from home. I had one or two visitors, but not many. I was in isolation, too much time to dwell on it. But I did feel a bit of a failure, but the Lord was good and I'm still here. As many of you know, I'm now in Dow House. When I was discharged from hospital, I couldn't even walk on my own. I could do nothing. David Lucas, bless him, masterminded a group of people from my church. One lot took me out for lunch. They packed up my flat, then moved me. When Christine brought me back after lunch, the lounge had everything I wanted. The bed was made, the fridge was full of food. All I had to do was sign a tenancy agreement. I've got a wonderful flat. I couldn't ask for more. I've been spoiled. It's a double flat, so I've got plenty of room, and it is incredible. Since I've been there, I have been given from relatives of someone who died. They were clearing out a flat, and they just wanted to find somewhere for the contents because they were going back out to the east. And so I inherited an electric bed, and I inherited an electric armchair. I could never have bought them. Since that, I've been given another electric armchair. The problem I have now is which one do I use? <laughs> but they're wonderful. My stuff was very much cast-offs, with which I've been happy. But the Lord has even provided that. And really, it's incredible, and I'm so grateful. After a couple of years, dialysis really began to wear me down. The transport was a problem. It wasn't always the transport. It was the staff at the unit that didn't organise it. I missed two consultants' meetings because I'd asked for the transport, but no-one had done it, even to the point where the doctor wanted me in at the early shifts I could see him. So I had to get up at four in the morning to go in and see the consultant, simply because the staff hadn't done the transport, which I don't mind getting up at four for a reason, but I didn't feel that was a very good one. And in April this year, it was really, really getting me down. As many of you know, I'd suffered severe depression for a number of years, and I felt I was being pushed back into that. So I made a decision although as far as the doctor was concerned, I was asking him. But I decided to make it to my sanity or to cut back to twice a week. I did spend time in prayer, and I know there are you, those of you here who have prayed for me so loyally. I did watch my fluid intake and my diet. Ever since April, on twice a week, there has been no fluid to take off. I'm not retaining any fluid. They're just cleaning the blood. And to me, that's quite incredible. They were taking off half a litre, more than a litre. But I really do believe that was the power of prayer. And I'm so grateful. My life has been changed to such an extent that... It's hard for people to understand. 
I didn't have a social life. I didn't have much for life other than dialysis. Dialysis wears you out. I'd had dialysis. The next day I was worn out and it was back to dialysis again. But now my life is so much better. I've even been able to go on the CRT, which I couldn't have done before. And I am just so grateful for all he's done. It's almost as if I've had two lives. And at times I hard to relate the old life with the new. But I know I'm really enjoying the new life. And I'm very, very grateful for all of those who support me in prayer and in other ways. And yes, the Lord is so good. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. I think Christine is a, a powerful witness to somebody who prays regardless. Um, everything that she said there, I mean, you can, you've condensed many years down to a few minutes of the hardships, but you never, ever stopped praying, and that is a real testimony. And uh, we, we love you for that, and we love you that you're on the CLT, that you're on the leadership team, and that you're well enough to, to be on it. That's amazing. Thank you. We're going to stand and sing another song now. It's Are You Thirsty, Are You Empty? Let's stand and sing. Drink these living waters. The 
seated and I just feel that now is a time perhaps we can have a time of open prayer let's give the Lord some uh, prayers of thanksgiving so over to you Amen. I'm going to invite Ian to come up and uh, read today's uh, scripture. Um, I chose Saul's, Paul's conversion, uh, his testimony, and afterwards, um, I uh, don't have the gift of preaching, but I will try and lead us into, so using the scriptures, a time of prayer. Right, this is Acts 22 from the message. My dear brothers and fathers, listen carefully to what I have to say before you jump to conclusions about me. When they heard him speaking in Hebrew, they grew even quieter. No one wanted to miss a word of this. He continued, I'm a good Jew, born in Tarsus in the province of Sicilia, but educated here in Jerusalem, 
under the exacting eye of Rabbi Gamaliel, thoroughly instructed in our religious traditions. And I've always been passionately on God's side, just as you are right now. I went after anyone connected with this way, went at them hammer and tongs, ready to kill for God. I rounded up men and women right and left and had them thrown into prison. You can ask the chief priest or anyone in the high council to verify this. They all knew me well. Then I went off to our brothers in Damascus, armed with official documents authorizing me to hunt down the followers of Jesus there arrest them and bring them back to Jerusalem for sentencing. As I arrived on the outskirts of Damascus about noon, a blinding light blazed out of the skies and I fell to the ground, dazed. I heard a voice, Saul, Saul, why are you out to get me? Who are you, master? I asked. He said, I am Jesus the Nazarene the one you're hunting down. My companions saw the light, but they didn't hear the conversation. Then I said, what do I do now, master? He said, get to your feet and enter Damascus. There you'll be told everything that's been set out for you to do. And so we entered Damascus, but nothing like the entrance I had planned. I was blind as a bat, and my companions had to lead me in by the hand. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. And that's when I met Ananias, a man with a sterling reputation in observing our laws. The Jewish community in Damascus is unanimous on that score. He came and put his arm on my shoulder. Look up, he said. I looked and found myself looking right into his eyes. I could see again. Then, he said, the God of our ancestors has handpicked you to be briefed on his plan of action. You've actually seen the righteous innocent and heard him speak. You are to be a key witness to everyone you meet of what you've seen and heard. So what are you waiting for? Get up and get yourself baptised. Scrub clean of those sins and personally acquainted with God. Well, it happened just as Ananias said. After I was back in Jerusalem and praying one day at the temple, lost in the presence of God, I saw him, saw God's righteous innocent, and heard him say to me, hurry up, get out of here as quickly as you can. 
None of the Jews here in Jerusalem are going to accept what you say about me. At first I objected. Who has better credentials? They all know how obsessed I was with hunting out those who believed in you, beating them up in the meeting places and throwing them in jail. And when your witness Stephen was murdered, I was right there, holding the coats of the murderers and cheering them on. And now they see me totally converted. What better qualification could I have? But he said, don't argue, go. I'm sending you on a long journey to outsider, non-Jews. So um, I'm going to refer to Saul Paul as Paul all the time here. So Paul's conversion testimony is pretty dramatic, isn't it? Who remembers Alice Cooper here? Anybody remember Alice Cooper from the 70s? Yeah, okay. Uh, he was famous for his um, appearance and his typical rock and roll lifestyle, drugs and booze and other vices. And he said, drinking beer is easy. Trashing your hotel room is easy. But being a Christian, that's a tough call. That's rebellion, he states. So Alice Cooper's testimony is pretty dramatic too. But as well as celebrities, we hear of ordinary people who live shocking and appalling lifestyles, who have an, account, have an encounter with Jesus and come to faith. But the same power, God's power, the Holy Spirit, is the same power that saves us, whether it's a dramatic conversion or whether it's one that is a process. Whichever way whether it's dramatic or a process, like Paul, it's all about the miraculous encounter with Jesus. So Paul's persecution of Christians and his zeal for God, both of those were really huge. Persecution because of his passion. We know that Paul was brought up a Jew and he was tutored by a highly respected and eminent and credible rabbi, Gamaliel, and so the Jews know, knew that Paul was also credible. And another credible character in this story is Ananias, the disciple, even by Paul's reckoning. Paul refers to him as a man with a sterling reputation in observing our laws. The Jewish community in Damascus is unanimous on that score. Ananias' reputation was probably what allowed Paul to listen to God's message for him. Paul was chosen by God to be a witness of what he had seen and what he had heard. But he had to be baptised first to receive that assurance that his sins were cleansed at the point at which he trusted Christ. So but they were just some points that I sort of pulled out of, that, uh, out of that reading. And what I'd like to do now is for us to use some of the points that I will um, tell you to help us use that passage in prayer. So you can pray out loud, you can play, pray quietly in your heart, that's absolutely fine, but I'll just give you some prompts and we'll have some time between each point for some quiet. So let's pray.
So, Father, first of all, we come to you in confession. And we ask you, well, we confess that there are things about us, our behaviour, how we talk to others, maybe, that build barriers that prevent non-believers from having an encounter with Jesus. Lord, make us credible and obedient like Ananias. Let's spend some time now confessing areas of our lives that haven't been pleasing to God. Next, let's spend some time giving thanks to God. Let's try and remember um, perhaps some areas of our lives that have been changed, even just slightly. It doesn't have to be dramatic, but just perhaps an area of our lives where we can remember that God changed us, that we had that road to Damascus moment. And next, let's think of friends and family, people we know who haven't yet had that encounter with Jesus. Uh, when we were singing our first song this morning, Christ is enough for me, I have decided to follow Jesus. I'd like that for me to be a prayer for people that, uh, that I know. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to inspire us and show us how to bring those people to Jesus. That's all we have to do. We just have to bring them and we leave the rest to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Let's think next of the persecuted church, of um, people that are suffering for their faith in other parts of the world.
And finally, let's uh, consider baptism. So God has cleansed us of our sins by faith. So I would ask Father, speak into the hearts of those you are calling to be baptised. Father, we thank you that we can come here in freedom. We can come and speak to you and listen to you. We thank you that you do answer prayers. And uh, I think personally, I'm looking forward to hearing testimonies from people that we pray for, for friends and family. I'm really looking forward to, to hearing testimonies from those people. So we lift our prayers to you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We're going to listen to um, a song now, and the words are there to help us. It's called Speak to Me, and there are some um, quiet times in the song uh, that, if you wish, you can use that for your own uh, personal prayer time. So right at the end and sort of in the middle, there are some quiet times in the song. Thank you. 
And I just want to say, when I left the church, I went off to Emmaus Road. It's a massive church. It's really inspiring. Brilliant worship. It was wonderful. But it wasn't home. I came back here because it's the fellowship. And I felt this is my family. And it's really, really important. I just thought God was just saying that. We just, just need to love one another. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I know that Lorraine would like to come and share something. So again, could I ask somebody to go and ask Lorraine to, to, to come out? That would be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. You wanted to say something. This is now. It's now. Thank you. <laughs> I put it in my phone. Hopefully. Okay. So I, as I, I as I said earlier, I've I've been coming here for um, half my life and. I've been through trials and tribulations, and, and, and so has this church. So I feel as if you sort of like you go through life and you, and you um, approach it head on in the best way you can, which is, is um, not on your own. And uh, in today's Everyday with Jesus, it made me laugh, really, because it's um, the reading was from Philippians 4, verse 4 to um, 9, I think it was. But anyway, this is Philippians 4, verse 6, and it said, um, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, def definite requests, this is the Amplified Version, by the way, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So although, um, you know when you're praying and you sort of think, oh, this is just a list, a want list, and we're also currently going through um, the Lord's Prayer. So the first half of the Lord's Prayer is actually about God praising him, he's hallowed, he's great, before we think about ourselves. And then the second part of the Lord's Prayer is about uh, what what we're asking for, but it does feel a bit some a bit wrong sometimes to have this list of stuff that we immediately go into before doing the whole praise and worship thing to God. So that's definitely what I've learned in this past week. That's the point I was trying to get to. That's what I've learned. Although I felt guilty about having this list of demands and asking stuff for stuff, um, it's it sort of it, it, this gives you permission to do that, but it also really exhorts you to, um, 
be worshipful and, and praising God and putting him in, in the right place, which is brilliantly great. So I, I just thought it was, um, it was um, very helpful to me this morning. So I wanted to share Aww. that. I think if we waited, Lorraine, until we didn't have a list, we would know. <laughs> I think the list helps us. It's, it's still communication, and God does change our prayers, doesn't he? he the way that we, we pray. Right, so we're coming to the uh, end of our uh, service now. Does anybody else, would anybody else like to share anything before we finish today? Okay, did everybody hear that? There's some prayer sheets on the table in the front that you can take home and, and uh, use this month to pray for. Okay, thank you. Okay, so let's uh, stand and sing our final song, which is To the River.
This week and onward, are we ready to surrender every care to Jesus? Do we want to take his hand and be led by him? Do we have that desire that we would, we would meet him there at that river? That is my prayer for all of us. Should we say the grace to one another? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen. Tea and coffee is available at the back and if you would like somebody to pray with or for you, please come to the front and prayer ministry team will be here. <coughs>